Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first ever Dave Cave Podcast. This podcast will strive to bring you perspectives from around the sports world. I'm your host, Davis Helmrich, and today our very first guest will be superstar cross-country runner Easton Allred. Easton is a decorated high school runner from Draper, Utah. Without further ado, here's Easton. All right, today's guest is fat, fifth place NXR, NXN finisher and BYU commit Easton Allred. Easton, how are you today? I'm doing well. Just happy to be on the podcast. Oh, I'm glad you could be here today. It's an honor to be able to talk to you. So how have you been with quarantine and all this COVID stuff? You've been able to keep busy? Dude, I've, I've been really good. Like, I think with COVID, I, uh, I kind of just decided, I was going to use them to like grow and explore some things I normally wouldn't have time for. And um, I, I did a little bit of traveling just kind of like on my own and, and not really like two places, just kind of in the outdoors. And that's been really fun. So I've yeah. kept really busy and, and, and doing well. Yeah. You've been able to get outside and enjoy the outdoors away from some people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. How is, uh, so you are in, well, you just moved to Provo. Um, but your hometown before that was Draper, right? Yeah. So what was, was Draper just a complete, completely different place once this all took place or how was that? So, so Utah has been different than most of the country. It's just been like, um, like pretty low key, honestly, like it shut, it definitely shut down, but like not nearly as much as like probably any other state. Um, so life is mainly resumed normal other than like, we don't have school, we have to wear masks everywhere. Yeah. And like some, some restaurants and everything closed for like two weeks. But um, other than that, it's, it hasn't really been too intense and it's been, it's been good in Utah. So that's, that's been yeah. awesome for me. You have, have a, you've been having a bunch of family time too much with the family at home. Uh, yeah. Thankfully I like, I really enjoy my, uh, my family, like brother-in-laws and stuff. Yeah. So it's, it's, well, it's been good. There definitely have been times where I'm like, all right, yeah most most of the time I've, I've enjoyed being at home yeah so you went to three different high schools in your four years um so you just graduated from corner canyon in utah and so what's it like been being the new kid for most of high school you've been able to adapt to that or you used to that by now you know it's it's weird like even at my first high school i was like kind of a new kid because i was like coming from um an area outside of the school boundaries and then um yeah of course vista and corner canyon but it, it's definitely a challenge because you you go and you like maybe know a couple people or you don't know anybody and it takes a lot to kind of put yourself out there and to make new friends and it's a challenge that i've always kind of enjoyed just because it just like shake things up and um it's a little bit of of just like new stuff and it is it is really hard though and um, it definitely gets you down a little bit because you have all these people that have been friends since they're little kids and you have to like remember that people do actually like you just maybe not the new people that don't know you yet yeah. and it's like and even like um, being at Mountain Vista was really cool because I was able to meet a lot of new people really quickly and um, got to hang out with Davis which is like the coolest thing ever so yeah. <laughs> of course, of but course. The other thing is I felt like, and, and maybe you probably agree with me on this, like Mountain Vista running was like a pretty valued sport oh, yeah. compared to like most other high schools. And so I felt like when I like walked through the Vista hallways for like the most part, people like knew who I was, like they knew I was a good runner. And like, that was like really fun for me. And yeah. then when I came to Corner Canyon, it was like, okay, there are ranks 
top five in the country for football and the cross country team just won state, but like n- nobody even knows because like every, <laughs> every team wins state. And like beyond that, I'm also injured. So I thought that I like, I like kind of had an identity crisis for a minute at corner Canyon and just was like, didn't really know like what my value was um, yeah. outside of running. And so it's been a cool journey, just kind of like learning more about myself and getting to know new people and putting myself out there. And it's, it's something that takes patience for sure. But um, mm-hmm. I think, I think anybody can do it so long as you like, like put yourself out there quite a bit. Yeah, I'm sure. And it helps like being able to join the cross country team, like create a community right away, helps them like have them help you reach out to different people and start making friends like that. I'm totally. Sure that helps a little bit. Has it been difficult having to move houses all the time or has the moves been pretty smooth? Um, are you just like in, in terms of like moving boxes and stuff or like just getting just used like, to your houses or? Yeah, I've just been being able to get from house to house since they're kind of not in the same neighborhood anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, it's always like fun at first. And then by the end you're like, I'm so sick of moving. <laughs> like, yeah, I believe so it. like, it's like, there's like an excitement of like packing up your stuff and like, everything's like kind of nostalgic and you like have all these memories and, yeah. and by the end you're like, I just want to be moved in. So, yeah. Um, but it, it hasn't been too bad. We've, we've been lucky enough to have lots of help every time with just friends yeah. and family coming in. So, um, yeah. it's, it's been a good experience. Yeah. So how's, how's Trina right now going? Are you dealing with any injuries anymore? I saw you got the cat scans like a week ago. How'd those go? Um, yeah. So injury wise, I'm good. Training's going well from that perspective. I just, so I, the cat scans show that I have actually like three different diseases. So I've got something called Maytherner's oh, uh, nutcracker. And then the other one, I, I can't remember cause I learned it yesterday. So, um, <laughs> But basically what they are is they're like compressions in your, my stomach, chest, and pelvis. Uh-huh. Um, they're like vein compressions, and it makes me super nauseous all the time. And it also like really jacks with my hormones. And so that's been like a, a frustrating thing the last couple of years, just wondering like why I'm constantly sick. But um, it's, it's at least really good to like find that out. And that affects running a little bit just because like when you're really nauseous, the first thought you have isn't necessarily to go around 10 miles. So um, luckily, luckily it hasn't affected running too much. It's just like made it less enjoyable. So um, that's been hard, but hopefully that will be resolved in the next couple months. Yeah. No, yeah, for sure. So what's, what, what keeps you going right now? Like with no races going on right now, how do you stay motivated through all this? You know, I've had to ask myself that quite a bit. Like I've, I've, I've gone through um, quite a few injuries and, yeah. um, and I just, I'm always like, well, well, why, why am I doing this to myself? But <laughs> no, like, yeah, at the, and like, and like, uh, you know, like in Colorado, my sophomore year, I wanted to win state and I ended mm. up getting eighth, which was really frustrating for me. And at that point I was training my butt off. I was eating perfectly healthy and sleeping nine hours every night and just doing everything I could to be where I wanted to be. Yeah. And then I, I ran bad and I talked to Katie Ransberger, who's the national, who's a two-time national champ. Yeah. And she was like, you just need to relax, eat some cake and <laughs> like, and figure out why you love to run. And that was really huge for me. And I ran really well in the race after that and, and most of the races following. And so I think for me, what I realized is I'm not, I'm not racing so that 
I can have like the glory of like other people seeing like how good I am. Like I run because I absolutely love doing it. I love feeling fit. I love being yeah. able to challenge myself every day. I love being with cool people and having a schedule. Like it's just, there's so many incredible things about running and being able to compete is a really cool addition to that. Yeah. Um, and so it, it is a little bit harder for sure. But for me, I just try to remember like why I love to run. And also it's super helpful, like having a set time every day to run. Yeah. And I'm sure, I mean, that must've helped your software as you went on to get third at NX, NXR and 22nd at NXN. That was a great end of that season. So, I mean, having something like that must've really helped you get through that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So um, obviously your senior year, the team was just fantastic at Corner Canyon. Obviously your races were a little bit disappointing, but what kept you going through that knowing like you, you could have been a little bit farther up in some of those races near the end of the season, but what kept you going through that? Just the team? Um, yeah, I do. That was, that was so hard just because it's like you, you knew that. And uh, like just running at Mountain Vista, like you guys knew that it was my dream to like win that national championship. And I wanted yeah. to be able to do it with the team yeah. too. And, um, and so to be injured for like, like a basically a full year and injured for six months, that was just like so frustrating. And I just like really wanted to win that race. Like it was my, it's, it was my dream. I worked so hard for it. Yeah. And then like, oh, yeah, for sure. it just was like ripped, like ripped away like right when I got there. But um, like, like I said, like I, I realized that I was running for more than that race. And I realized that I just, I love doing it. And at that point, at that point, I just kept training really hard, and, and uh, I was cross-training a lot of that time, which I don't love, but huh. I just really wanted to be able to give my chance or to give my team a chance to win the national title if it came down to it. Yeah. And um, our, our guy who'd been number one or two all season ended up getting injured as well right before yeah. the final race and was our yeah. fifth man, and, and had he finished first, we, we would have won, but – Still, yeah. because I was able to like cross train and work hard, we were able to get third, and that was that was a cool experience as well. Yeah, I mean, still third at third at NXN is still an incredible feat for a team like that. So that was incredible to watch you guys. But I'm sure that had to have been difficult with some of those injuries and stuff like that. But still, a great race you guys put on that time. For sure, a little bittersweet. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> so what's what's the most memorable race? cross country or track that you've had in high school Ooh, um i think like there's been some really memorable team races and there's been really memorable individual races uh -huh. um but i think the biggest individual memory for me is just being able to run 409 my sophomore year um <laughs> i didn't i didn't really think i was a good miler and i was in between teams i had like some coach that I'd never had work, like done workouts with. And I went out and ran 409 in the mile, which was at the time, it was like the best sophomore time in the country. I think it was actually the fastest sophomore time in the mile, like over the yeah. decade, which that was like really, really cool for me yeah. to be able to do that. Um, and just a super, super good memory. Like I just remember like crossing the line and just like being so excited. Oh yeah. Either that, that one or the, or the 8K I ran that the, the Vista team came to. Yeah. yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, that was great. That was a cool race to watch. I knew you were going to do well, yeah. but see when that was incredible. Yeah, I always, so, I always think about that race with, with really good memories, just finishing and having the whole team right there yeah. and kind of going crazy. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, 
so you were just out in California for the, the sub four race with Leo. So how, how was that? What was that experience like? Dude, that was, that was awesome. Like, I just love being around some of the best, best athletes in the country because they're like, they're just cool guys. And yeah. you can learn a lot from looking at them. And um, when you get a large qual- a quantity of some of the best, best athletes in the country, you're able to draw conclusions. You're able to see what they're doing differently. Uh-huh. And y- you can very easily see Leo's obsession and you can see Cole's obsession and you can see um, Thomas's obsession. They all, they all love the sport and they all like, they treat it like it's their baby. They, they work yeah. really, really hard at it. They're not cutting run short. They're eating healthy. They're getting their sleep. Yeah. And, um, and they're just overall good people. So it was really fun to compete and learn with, from all those guys. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, those guys are some fun guys to be around, I'm sure. And it was just like hanging out with those guys for three straight days, I'm sure. And you got to bring out totally. two of your teammates. So how was that to have some of the supporting crew with you? Um, it was awesome. Like neither of them ran as well as they wanted to run, but oh. they're, they're two guys that I've trained alongside with all season long. And so it was really fun to be able to have that experience with them. And they're also two of my good buddies. Yeah. Um, and so I think, and they, they've never done a race like that before. And so it just was a really fun experience to like watch them and like how excited they got with everything. And it was just, it was just really fun. Yeah, for sure. And you got to bring out the, the family, right? Where they were out there as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, no, better to yeah, have they're a huge support system for me. Yeah. They're awesome. No, I know. And that's one thing I remember with you is you always had family out there with you. It just makes you keep it going who you're doing it for. For sure. Yeah. So what is your, what's your diet been like over the past couple of years? I know it's been in and out of a couple of things and you were talking about it a minute ago, your sophomore year, but I know it's, you've tried to change a couple of things with some of the injuries, but what's that like been like for you? Um, yeah. So with, with the injuries and me getting sick all the time, I didn't know that anything was like actually wrong with me. So I just assumed that it was diet. So I just was like always trying to switch it up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, so I was vegan for four years before I got sick and felt amazing. was running really well and, and really enjoyed doing that. Um, but then I kind of switched in and out of being vegan for a little while to see if that would affect my health at all. And it didn't make any difference. So now I'm actually back eating, I would say like 85% vegan. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people say that if you eat 85% vegan, you're getting all the benefits of eating 100% vegan. There you go. And the reason is uh, like a, a lot of science shows that milk and dairy and meat cause a lot of inflammation in your body and, um, and like causes your veins to close up a little bit and it's just not like the best thing for you. And so I have kind of felt like eating vegan would be the best way to go. I don't think that if you don't do that, you're not going to run well and, and all this stuff. But I do think that for me, it's helped me to be able to feel a little bit fresher and it's helped me to um, feel recovered quicker. And it's just like less heavy. Like you end up eating a lot more fruits and vegetables, which is uh-huh. pretty much uh, everyone agrees that those are better for you. And if you're eating vegan, you're eating a whole lot more vegetables and fruit. And so I think that's probably why it's so good for you. Um, yeah, and then sure. also I do, I do have a little bit of junk food now. I mix like maybe like one dessert every other day and, uh, I'm not, I'm not too strict about it just so I can stay relaxed and yeah. um, enjoy, enjoy life. It's running is meant to be something that's fun and cool. It's not meant oh, for to sure. yeah, that's what, take everything over. Yeah. That's what I've started to learn from some of those elite runners like you guys is, I mean, like just cause you're so good doesn't mean you 
only eat healthy. Like you got to keep it entertaining. You got to keep it fun. You got to keep it light to make oh, it enjoyable sure. every day. Yeah. And like, I was just, I was with Aiden Trotter today who, who won nationals yeah. and he, we were, we went and stopped his swig and he got some soda and he doesn't normally <laughs> drink soda, but he just was like failing it. So he's like, I'm making yeah. some soda. And That's it's like great. not that big of a deal. So yeah. And he just, he just got back from his mission. Is that right? Um, yeah. So he just got back from Canada, Mandarin speaking, which is kind of cool. Oh, nice. That's cool. And so he'll be on the, the squad next year. Yeah. He'll be, he'll be a great addition to the squad for yeah. sure. For sure. So what's, what's your plan looking like with school and your mission? Yeah. So, um, it's kind of up in the air with my health. Um, there is a good chance I'll have to get surgery like in, like at the start of the season, but it's, it, depending on which surgery they decide to go with, it may only be a week or two recovery. So I'll just plan on training through that and doing cross training. Oh, there you go. That would get be the nice. Surgery. Um, yeah. And then at that point, like hopefully I'd, I'd still be able to run well enough to make the traveling team and um, hopefully be able to go to nationals and win a title, but we'll see, yeah, we'll see back, where it all back. goes. <laughs> yeah. That'd be, that'd be pretty sweet. And yeah. then, um, and then, yeah, we'll, we'll see with the mission. That kind of just depends on, how the next year goes, but um, I'm definitely open to the idea of going either after this season or at the end of the year. Yeah. So you definitely want to do at least a semester or a year before you head on out. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So what are, what's some upcoming goals you can share with us for this season? Um, yeah. It's, it's so hard to set goals when you just like, don't know uh, how your health is going to be because there's a yeah. very good chance. Like, the other surgery that they may do instead would take um, a four-month recovery. Oh, gosh. And so that would, uh, that would end my season pretty quick. But yeah. assuming, assuming that I would be healthy, I would love to be on the top seven of the BYU team and be able to be contributing and helping them score some points or offsetting some other teams and just being able to go back with the team and win another title. That'd be amazing. And, yeah. and the other thing is you have, you have COVID, so like – the, the season could get canceled at any moment but yeah, that's all truth true. truthfully i'm just i'm just trying to enjoy the journey and work hard and uh, we'll see what comes of it yeah so what has byu said about covid and like what's school gonna look like for that besides running so byu is going to do in-person classes until fall break and then after thanksgiving you have to you have to do only online and most of the classes now are on online anyways but there's options and in those classes you have to wear masks yeah yeah i feel like that's the the story of most schools right now is they're either half online half in person or stuff like that yeah yeah it's it's kind of a crazy world we're in right now yeah it's unbelievable it's just you've never seen anything like it before yeah it's, it's my my parents are always freaking out telling me i need to journal everything because it's yeah. just a big moment in history yeah no that's true so have you been following the, the sports that are coming back, like the NBA? Yeah, a little bit. I, uh, I wasn't feeling super well, so I was staying up, like, all night the other night and just watched, like, the Celtics game until 1 o'clock. And that was, oh, yeah. that was a good game if you watched that. It was fun yeah. watching Damian Lillard. He just was yeah. – he, uh, oh, yeah. he, he took it personal and started playing insanely well towards the end. And they went from, like, down 24 to only – or yeah. they went up four after being down 24. It's just pretty yeah. crazy. Yeah, I mean, I'm, it's amazing how well that, that bubble's working out there. Like, not a single player or staff member has COVID, and they're getting all the games in. Hopefully the playoffs are going to – It's nuts. 
it's going to be chaos when one of them gets it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know. And like the MLB came back and like two teams, half the team has it. So they have to postpone a bunch of games there. That's a mess. But yeah, the MLB yeah. seems to have it going. Um, so since you're from Denver and now Utah, are you a Jazz fan or are you a Nuggets fan? Davis, I will always be a Nuggets fan. <laughs> That's the right answer there. <laughs> <laughs> not the Jazz, dude. Not the Jazz. <laughs> Yeah. I like I like watching them play, but I'm I'm a Lakers and Nuggets fan. I, yeah. I oh, Lakers, gross. I know, dude. Those are those are two weird teams to put together. To be fair, I know. I, I I like them both. I can't help it. Oh, hopefully the hopefully the Nuggets get a chance to play the Lakers, and hopefully we can uh, we can take them down. I dude, I know it's looking like the Nuggets are going to be like what like second or third seed. Second or third, yeah. They're I think they're a game and a half behind the Clippers right now. Yeah, that's awesome. I would love to see the Nuggets and Lakers play. I, I'd probably cheer for the Nuggets. That's right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I know LeBron is, what, his 17th season, and he hasn't even shown a single sign of slowing down. I know. Well, yeah, LeBron is insane. Yeah, he's crazy. But, uh, well, yeah. Well, good. I'm glad to hear you're following that. It's been fun to watch. For sure. All right. So, if you – I got a question for you. If you could have dinner with three athletes, dead or alive, what would you make them, and who would they be? What would I make them? Yep. I'll start with them. Probably make them wonton salad. Everyone wonton always makes fun of the answer, but dude, I'm telling you, like my mom's got this recipe, and you have <laughs> these these wontons, and like they're fried, and You've got salad with, like, fruits and nuts in it and stuff, and it has, like, a nice, like, sweet sauce on top, and it is insane. <laughs> it's, 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 I don't, I'm not even a salad guy, but, like, I'm, a, I'm obsessed with this stuff. So, right, I probably, I probably make them that and then, like, a really bougie dessert, maybe some creme brulee or something. Oh, they, they'd be treated nice. And, and it'd be decorated all nice, you know. There'd be, like, people giving them shoulder massages. It would be good. They'd be yeah, care. maybe some candles. Yeah, maybe some, maybe some candles. Um, and I would pick Michael Phelps um, right. just because he's just so dominant in his sport. And, he's yeah, he's just insane. Um, and then I definitely have to take Steve Prefontaine. Of course. And then um, maybe like Muhammad Ali. That'd be, that'd be, that'd be a nice dinner table. Wow, that is a lineup right there. <laughs> wow, three, of the, three of the best to ever do it. I'd have to be on Muhammad Ali's uh, good side for sure. Yeah, you got to please him or else it's not going to end well for you that night. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, so the other night I was in a conversation and the question came up of who the best male athlete of all time is. What do you, what do you think? Well, I'm biased, obviously. Yeah. But like – I think you have to – it depends on, like, how you see athlete. Like, I'm always arguing with this arguing this with people because, like, you can either consider an athlete as someone who can jump high, lift a lot, um, wow. is agile. But in my opinion, like, the true test of an athlete is, like, endurance. Just because yeah. that's – like, that's so hard to do. Like, like, jumping – like, I understand, like, there's a lot of work that goes into, like, being good at like jumping high and doing all those things but like 
the pure effort of like an, a long endurance race, like a marathon uh-huh. is just absolutely absurd. And so like, for me, I think that a guy like Elliot Kipchoge, who's been insanely yeah. dominant yeah. and breaking world records and, and, um, and doing things that humans didn't even know was possible. Like to me, that, that is just unbelievable and mind blowing. And, um, I would have to say like Kipchoge, like I'm, like I know yeah. there's a, million good it's out there in other sports but um to me an endurance runner who's really dominant just kind of um just kind of shows yeah like greatness so no, yeah, I, I, don't I, know. I would totally agree i think someone that can do what he does for as long as he does it is incredible to have like you said endurance like that and the and and the speed like he's going 430 pace like yeah. that's nuts I mean, I mean people are lucky to run one mile that fast and if you're you're an elite runner, if you can oh, yeah. fast, but well, no, the he, best, did, the, he did 26. The best high school athletes in the country can't run three miles that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, did you uh, did you stay up and it's, watch? It's, the, did you stay up and watch the sub two marathon that night? I think it, well, it started at like 12:30 or something our time. Of course. I, I think I actually fell asleep for a little bit of it, but I, I definitely woke up for like the last um, couple miles or so and watched yeah. them cross the line, which was, it was historical. It was really, yeah. really cool. It was just incredible to see like all the other like world-class runners that were there pacing him and just how they yeah. all came together and how excited they were. Like those guys are some of the best to do it and they can't even dream of running that fast. So it's just incredible to see that. Yeah, no, for sure. Like it was just, like that was something that just was so inspiring, and also like watching Kipchoge's humility um, was yeah. just was just really cool. And he, and you know he's just spent um, so many years just being disciplined and working hard and like eating healthy and uh, yeah. and just also just being incredibly humble, which I think is important with running. Yeah. No, I thought that was great about that. Is he like he wasn't like yeah, look at me, I just broke this. No, he was like I couldn't have done it without these people totally team and i mean that's a that's an individual race there's no team part to that and he blames it all on the team like it's just like you yeah said, cool. yeah no that was that was really cool it's yeah. uh i don't remember what the quote is but there's one that talks about just like if you're really really good at something you don't need to validate yourself mm-hmm. like yeah like that will be validated in what you do so be quiet let the work do let your accomplishments and, and everything you're doing do the talking yeah show it with show it with your show it in the game not with your words yeah, there it is. Prove how fast you are. Yep. I would totally agree with that. No, I do think that's a great, great answer of Kipchoge. The other names that came up were like, like you said, Muhammad Ali or um, Michael Phelps, just of how dominant he's been in the Olympics and all the gold medals he's won. And I think that's a, I mean, that's a great answer too. He's just, he's something else. He's built different. Totally. And like, that's a hard answer because like, I don't like you can definitively say like like michael phelps probably puts way or put way more hours into his sport than like Kipchoge just because you can in swimming yeah, um, yeah I mean, it's not like you can train for 20 hours a day as a runner like, yeah you, yeah you it just to, it's more it's more taxing but no yeah. michael phelps Muhammad Ali, like obviously those are pretty insane runners as well yeah all right so i got one more uh, i got one more challenge for you um we're gonna see how many shoe brands you can name in 15 seconds Oh gosh. Okay. All right. I'll give you. A, I'll give you a second to get some in your head. Okay. All right. You ready? All right. Let's do it. All right. Ready. Set. 
go. Okay, Nike, Reebok, Adidas, Puma, Vans, uh, Gola, um, All One, Two. Ah, this is tough. Time. <laughs> we had that was I pretty got you bad, seven Davis. there, but you did say Vans. So I don't know if we count Vans as a running shoe. Oh, oh I didn't know you said Run could have done better. Oh, wow, I, did, I, did, I wasn't even thinking running shoe. <laughs> <laughs> that's right we'll just we'll just keep it at regular shoes seven seven's the new number <laughs> your guest number one you'll uh you're at the top of the leaderboard <laughs> oh my gosh should have said sock me <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> you don't you don't run in vans what are you talking about you like training yeah. vans every day yeah like those uh athletic <laughs> fans you gave jack that one time <laughs> <laughs> i get i give jack that what yeah when we were in utah you you had those like Vans athletic shoes that you just gave. Oh, <laughs> oh! I was wondering what happened to those. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're in Colorado. Um, oh man! Like, I got time for one more last words from you. Um, what's the what's the best piece of advice you could give to any athlete that's dealing with injuries and like how to stay motivated and something like that? Because I know you have dealt with that firsthand. And what what keeps you going? Um. Okay. Advice for injured athletes. I would always like, I think that being injured is harder than just not being able to train. It's like, it's seriously like it's an identity crisis for like a lot of people. Yeah. And I think that the most important thing you need to realize is no one cares how good you are at running. Like literally nobody, nobody cares. Like you think that they do. And it's like people like having something that they can like cheer for you with and people like following sports, but no one cares about you as a person being fast. What they care about is the person that you are and you like the reason why people like, um, like, like that kind of thing is because you being fast shows how hard you're going to work. And it shows like the person you became in the pursuit of being fast or whatever. And um, like, that's, what's attractive. And so I, I would say that you not being able to train or you not being fast anymore or whatever it is, like, it's all about how hard you work and it's about the person that you are and it has nothing to do with the times that you're putting down. So yeah. um, it took me a long time to truly figure that out and your worth, your worth can't be associated with that. It has to be with other things. Um, and I think the sooner you learn that, the better. And that doesn't just apply to people that are injured. It, it applies to everybody. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. I would totally agree with that. I mean, it's not, it's not always about the running aspect. It's about, the life and the relationships part as well mm -hmm. for sure well that's all the time i got for you today um i can't thank you enough for coming on that was fantastic to have you here um and good luck with everything the rest of the season hopefully the ncaa makes a good decision on, on the running aspects soon and we'll hear some good news soon heck yeah i sure hope so would love to have a season but dave thanks for having me on and uh, if you guys don't know Davis, he's one of the coolest dudes I know. So keep listening oh. to this podcast. Thanks, Easton. All right. Take care, man. All right. Have a good one. See you, Davis. And that concludes our time with Easton. But I want to wish him the best of luck at BYU this fall. Thank you to everyone for tuning in to the first ever Dave Cave podcast. And keep your eyes out for new episodes on the way.